Welcome to At The Vanguard. We're TB Vanguard and our motto is for fans, by fans. We showcase fans on the front line of the Team Breezy movement. This podcast is an open forum to discuss current topics as they relate to Chris Brown and his fan base. Um, the episode that we're going to be talking about the BEP Award. In this particular episode, it's going to be Paula and myself who are going to be leading the discussion. Uh, Mickey won't be joining us. Paula's representing the East Coast as usual. I'm representing the West Coast as usual with the time differences. We sent out those three polls earlier this week just to get some feedback on what people thought about the awards. And now we're going to talk about them again. So I'm sorry, Paula, I just wanted to kind of do a reset. That's great. That's perfect. We know that's not my my forte. (laughs) If you can see us, can you... Just kind of let us know that you're on, like, wave or say hi or something like that so we can see that you can hear us. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm here. Excellent. <laughs> where, where are you calling from? Um, well, do I have to say my location? Oh, no, just, we just, we just say East well, Coast, West okay. Coast. Midwest. Oh, Midwest. Okay, great. Okay. We know your time zone. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. How did you view the BET Awards? Um, TV. On TV and cable. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think most of us in the United States watch that way. We're waiting to hear how a few other people uh, watched it. And the, and the reason that okay. we chose that question is because there's a lot of international people who wanted to see the BET Awards but were unable to mm-hmm. get a link that was functional. Um, and so some of the things that we were asking in that particular poll, we're going to be giving that feedback back to BET so that we know that the app that they advertised wasn't working right. for a lot of people. And um, I don't know why they have a problem doing a live stream for the BET Awards when everybody wanted it, but we did see a couple of blog pages were actually having a link, but you had to go, you know, again, watch all the ads that they had as placements while you were looking at it on the live stream. So we just wanted to know what the majority of people were doing and how they were able to see the BT Awards. The second question we had was, uh, what was your favorite part of Chris Brown's performance? Mm, Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. I mean, like, the choreography was really nice. Yeah. Um, I was, like, dancing in my living room, just, like, you know, (laughs) watching him. He's a great performer, so I was just really excited to just watch him do his thing. Yeah, I, I sit in my chair and pretend that I can move like that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my my legs don't move that way. Like we have we have another someone else who just joined. Pragan, is that how you say your name? I I, I don't know if he can hear us yet. But he just joined. Okay. We'd love to hear uh, the correct pronunciation of your name. We're we're just guessing with our American accent. So how about if I take over this part, Paula, real quick? Okay, Okay, sure. And we can come back and talk about the performances. We know he always fills the stage. Um, Yeah. You know, we were so happy to see that, you know, this time he was nominated, although he did not win. But one of the things that we asked is the third poll question, and we really want everybody's feedback, is how did everybody feel about the fake news that was broadcast um, after the awards? 
where they tried to get Chris involved in some scandal that we know from the videos that were posted, Chris was not even involved and obviously showed that he was unbothered. We want everybody to contribute, so if you would say your name and then say what you want to, you know, what your opinion of it is, um, that will kind of help us hear everybody's opinion. Um, well, my name is Sin, and um, I just felt like I'm actually really proud of him uh, because he didn't, you know, react or say anything about the situation, and he still hasn't. So I feel like that shows a lot of growth on his end. Yeah. And, you know, people are always going to, you know, try to put him in this, like, box of, like, being, like, angry or he can't control himself or whatever the case may be. But I'm just proud that he didn't, you know, outwardly show anything, you know. We don't know what was going on in his head, but, you know, at least he didn't, you know, show it, like, for everyone else to see. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Pragyan. Pragyan? Yeah. Uh, so, okay, what are we talking about right now? We were, we were talking about the... Re re Hi. We were talking about our reactions to the fake news about uh, uh, the BET Awards. And, and, you know, even though it showed, we had videos showing that uh, Chris was not involved in it. Uh, the fake news, of course, put his name in as if he was a part of it. And we just wanted to know, uh, you know, your reaction to that. Actually, like, uh, I think, like, Migos really wanted to go off on Chris Brown, but he really didn't give it, he really didn't, uh, he was really unbothered by that uh, Migos interaction, though, I, I, when I saw the video. But uh, in the after party video, I think they fought a little bit. Yeah, that uh, in future and DJ Khaled was also involved in that. Yeah, he, they actually didn't didn't fight at all. There was no fight. That uh, that scuffling you saw was them making sure that Chris didn't get pushed into it. That was uh, yeah. Yeah. Was Chris name? was um, away from that uh, controversy. Actually. Right. Yeah, but he was not in, there was, he was not involved in any kind of altercation with them at all. Um, that, that, that right. uh, so video one in the garage, like in the parking lot, was like that was mm -hmm. the coolest Chris Brown. That was the coolest Chris Brown. Like he was just leaning yeah. on his car, not giving any, any damn about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was great. Yeah, that was. It was. He yeah. was so unbothered. We were so happy to see him just leaning there, spinning his phone. You know. <laughs> With all that commotion going around him, and and. But, you know, but of course the media will, because he was there, use his name, but they wanted to get those clicks in. So that's how they get the clicks using Chris's name. And guys, uh, did you see one, like, a video, like, when, uh, I think, Takeoff or Offset, one of those uh, guys were getting interviewed by TMZ and uh, they told that, they, they asked Chris Brown to get in their level, like, uh, they, were, they were simply interviewed in the streets, like how TMZ does it, and uh, I think Offset, like he told Chris Brown that to get on their level, like, I, and I was like, what? Like, really, like, now Chris Brown has to be on Migos level right now? Yeah, I, I saw that, and I think the problem is, you know, Offset probably should have just said, 
said nothing because he was being baited. They were pumping, you know, they had somebody in the background saying, oh, he doesn't seem to be, you know, popular. And, and you know, I said, said, oh, we're at the top of the game. So for him to have the audacity to say Chris needs to be on their level, Chris is an international superstar, you know, and it just showed how these people love to make comments. And I'm pretty sure Ossad regretted what he said, but he they stuck them in, you know, and that's what that's what fake news does. They, they try to get somebody to say something, and they were hoping and praying that Chris would say something back, and Chris didn't say anything. And I'm sure you guys saw the post that Chris made on his Instagram yesterday saying that he was just going to let his music and his performances speak for himself. Did everybody see that Instagram post? Yeah. Yes. That was good. I think they just arrived. I just saw I just heard it. That's me. I'm steady coming in because like the call keeps dropping. Oh yes. April. April, please hang in there. We want your feedback. <laughs> and and before we're, we continue, I just we just wanna say we're so happy that you guys are on this one because we love getting new voices. And so, if you if there's a disconnect, please come back in again because you know we don't want to have everybody's input. Um, yeah, I'm I'm happy too. Like I was trying to be in here like since like last week, but I, I couldn't be here last week, so I tried to be here now. So I, I'm I'm really happy right now talking with you guys. We're happy you're here too. Now, oh, what one of the other things you wanted to talk about was. You know, with the fake news is that everybody knows it's all clickbait. And that's why we had that Honestly. poll question. Yeah, because we had the poll question to let people know that fake news equals clicks. And you just really hope that people can really realize it. don't click on that story. Because every time you do that, they're saying, wow, there's an interest in what we're saying. And they're going to continue right. to do it. Exactly. And even with the video showing that Chris was not in, in any fight, they still kept putting that headline on because Team Breezy wanting to clear it up, went in and arguing, but what they're doing is being sucked into the sucked into the little conspiracy. They you know, they, they keep that going because every click is money for them. Every argument on their page is money for them. So they don't care they don't care about Chris, they don't care about Migos or anything else. All they care about is that you've come in there, you've clicked, you've left a comment, and that means money for them. So that's, that's I, key. And I think like, they were expecting a reply from Chris Brown, like he always, he always puts a comment on like, uh, everything that like, they accuse him for, and he always puts a comment on it, and this time also they were expecting some kind of comment uh, for like by Chris Brown uh, on their pages, so like, and it, it ultimately it hypes up their page. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so this time Chris didn't like reply or put any comments on that, and that that's pretty good. I agree. I think it's he's finally getting the, and everybody's finally getting the message that yeah, the more attention you give them, the more money you yeah. put in their pocket. So just ignore them. That's the best. That's right. the best uh, medicine. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing to me to see, this is April, to see that April. even though there was video footage that showed that he was not doing anything, and they were steady, steady reposting that he, he had something to do with that Vibe magazine posted that he did not, there was a between 
Amen Amigos. Um, a couple more publications, that kind of thing. Right. They come back with the same thing. I think that's one of the things that that we did. I mean, I sent a post out earlier before we did the three polls, and I said, you know, these are these, you know, the, the fake news agencies, and I said we're adding Billboard and we're adding Complex to that list of being trash right. um, blogs because. They, they're searching for their name. And when they see that, like, we stopped posting billboard numbers just because of the fact that they were trash and, and they were inconsistent on how they were treating Chris. But the thing that we have to do is when you see um, blogs like Vibe, who came out, like April said, and said, you know, totally refuted what TMZ was saying, we went ahead and we posted what Vibe said. And we, we reposted and said, you know, facts, you know, here's some facts of what was going on. And, Paula did a great job of reposting that video from TV Vanguard that showed that there was video proof that he wasn't doing anything. But when we see somebody like Vibe or somebody like Global Grind being honest, we will post it, but if they were one of the ones, like if say Billboard comes and posts something positive about Chris, we're still not gonna post it because of the trash that they did before. So- Exactly. So. It, it even actual, Conversation between Eagles and Joe was posted, and I reposted that. Kind of did a conversation with Chris Brown. They still was posting crazy stuff, and I'm like, people are crazy. It's in the and even that was. That was a very interesting interaction. I don't know. That was all complete miscommunication. It was. It was complete miscommunication. That's all that was. Yeah, and uh, now can we get to the performance part? Or well, exactly what? Well, uh, okay, you want you wanted to say something yeah. about the performance? I just want to talk about that fake news thing. It's okay. I, I can listen to it. I want to talk about, like, yeah, like, it was it was great. Like, that performance was great. He killed it. Like, the, the last part where he put, like, a little bit of flute music and that uh, party uh, song, you know, that was that was great. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and, uh, but the fact when uh, Complex didn't even mention his performance in the top and performance in the BET, then that, that, it was like really sad for me. Like, I was like angry. Complex yeah. didn't even put that performance in the top and performance of the night. How come it, how come it can happen like that? Like, he was, he was like better than Bruno Mars, I think. But that's part of what our problem was with, with, uh, them as a meet a so-called media outlet they're they want you to be outraged and come at them so you give them clicks and that's what that's what happens um it's, it's just like it's 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 really hand in hand with the, with the way they handled the interview and the fight that that never happened or the fight that didn't involve chris so you know i mean that's their method and they want you to be angry so they'll get your attention. That's why they did that. 
Yeah, it's, it's honestly all a business. You know, that's how they right. make their money, so they don't really care how low they have to stoop to, you know, be financed, so. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's interesting because, see, something like that for me turns me completely in the opposite way because it makes me not even want to give you ratings anymore. I'm not going to watch anything like that. And it actually, honestly, as an artist, um... I just don't know how beneficial that would be for his brand to continue participating in that. But if that's what's going to happen when you do, it's kind of it's kind of a distraction. And you know, that's how I look at that. It looks like a distraction from what my actual focus should be, which is my career and and trying to um, put on a great performance and. You know, I watched his interview after with Tiger, and he said he was nervous about his performance, and he performed excellent, but I'm like, was there no one there telling him what a great job he did? Because we talked some really bad performances there. <laughs> I was appalled at some of the stuff I saw. I was yeah. like, whoa, he has taken to another level. Um, I, I could tell some people did not, wasn't there for their rehearsal set that needs to be right. there. Um, there are a lot of things that took place. He just could see what was professional and what wasn't. Right. Very yeah. surprised. I thought Bruno Mars had a great performance. I think he, he did a great job opening up. I think he did great. Now, you know, and I, I like the overall thing. I did like the communication. I like I like to rappers communication I, I thought that they spoke from the heart and I think that that's important and I didn't like that Chris didn't get to speak or have more interaction and you know we didn't get to see him we only got to see him perform and that was it but we only ever I only see that also with Big Sean or you know I, I, I thought that was interesting like you know people you want to see more interaction from you don't get that from them same thing you know I saw you could perform more, but we don't ever really see any more commentary from them. I think they should have more input in that, in the in that production of that, the performances. Yeah. I think it, so, it probably it's a little bit of them choosing not to, in particular Chris. That he's been, oh. yeah, he's been kind of hands hands out. I, I can't I can't say that for sure, but. Uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that that's why, because they oh, want him as much story. as they can, and he was at the okay. end. And we did come back and say, "Don't turn it off," because he was in the after after hours thing with Future. Did oh, yeah, you see that? Okay. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. and I saw yeah. his demeanor, and I saw. I don't know. He was very reserved. He was very. Yeah. He didn't seem like his Dolce, um personable self that he normally is in interviews. He was much more reserved and much more. Yeah, but part of the problem I think is twofold. I, I remember this is the first time that they had the BT Awards without Stephen Hill leading it, leading the effort, and they had a totally different group of people who were directing the BT Awards, and all of it was still underneath Deborah Lee. And I think the second thing is, and this is a topic we're going to be talking about a little bit later, Chris had the whole restraining order BS hanging over his head, so I'm sure he was trying to be low-key and get his performances done because of the fact that, you know, 
some other but another person was there that BET had to keep a certain distance away from Chris. I'm sure that kind of weighed on him as well because he couldn't have any hiccups in that regard. Yeah. And that was another thing that, that bothered me. I'm, I'm, I get you volunteering to come and show up to an event, but you're being a part of that. No, I, I would not have absolutely not watched that. And I mean, I, you know, that that actually, no, I, I was very annoyed to see that. Um, we're there to see real talent being honored at this event. Not exactly. jump off from other people's exactly. counters. And exactly. that bothers me that we are allowing just any and everything coming out of the industry from these reality shows and everything else. And we're talking about real people who have worked their butts off from childhood to be in these positions and they should be honored and respected at this event. So I kind of have an issue with BET because of that, because I feel like you need to you need to watch the caliber of people who are presenting these awards to these respectable individuals. But this is Paula. One issue, though, is, is, is that we were talking about earlier is the fans. Um, oh, look at look at what this says, and they they're reposting it and they say, "Oh, go drag them." That's exactly what you don't want to do, because going to drag them is just giving them clicks it's just giving them money going in to drag them doesn't hurt their feelings they don't care they don't care about any of it yeah it's not personal at all it's all money and until they Mm -hmm. until we realize that and stop reposting their stories stop even mentioning their name and and, Mm -hmm. at least in at least in a uh and in our on our on our our post you know then then that's what that's what will kill them what kills them is ignoring them that's what hurts their pocket, because that's all they care about is the money. And that's None the thing. Of these yeah, that's what flip on anybody in a heartbeat. And yeah. I think one of the things that that people have to understand, especially people on international locations who are outside the United States, when you go to Google and you're searching, and something pops up, that's CEO. That's word optimization. If people keep to yeah. saying these words. It pushes it up higher and higher on the Google search. And that's why those stories pop up as number one or number two or number three is because people keep talking about it. So we just don't want to, you know, we don't want to add fuel to the fire by, like Paula said, reposting it or telling people to drag because every time you mention Chris and Migos and whatever in the same story, those stories get pushed up higher and higher on the Google search bar. And I think we, we start to see, you know, we know how it works. We see how the, the fake news works and it's hard to resist it, but they're just playing us. And again, they'll flip it on anybody. They have no loyalty to anyone, you know. I, it's just it's just like, you know, that's why I'm like stream requests because I see what they're trying to do to him. And it, it's just right. not fair. Like, you know, everybody mm-hmm. else gets breaks. And you know, do I seen I'm not gonna say his name because I like him too, but I seen a bunch of fan in the face and what? Oh. It wasn't a big deal. Oh he didn't collect too, but you know when Chris but like Chris do that. Oh, oh it's oh over. It's gonna be it's all over, over the world. It'll be over. <laughs> but here's the yeah, thing here's the thing know, that we know though. Chris there's, there's something that will always be in Chris's side is there's no one who has the talent that Chris has. No one. No one. Right. 
And they, we just oh. need to make sure we get back to focusing on the talent and not all the other exactly. stuff. Chris hasn't responded to anything publicly since May, and we're in, today's July 1st, right? So he's not adding any fuel to the fire like he used to do. So uh, all we can do is make sure that all those collaborations that he has, he creates a playlist on Spotify. We're going to send that back out again for people to do. I mean, he's got Janae and all those other people working with him. He's got his album coming out. So we, what we want to do is we want to just keep focusing on the talent. And when that, when the documentary is released to the public in August, we're going to pick yeah. back up again and start talking about the things that were in the documentary. But ask, actually right. having professionals come in because, you know, we don't we don't want to be premature, but we think that documentary can be a, a real lesson to the world, actually. I exactly. mean, they talk yeah. about it all the time. They talk, every time they write about it, they talk about 2009. Now you got a documentary out about 2009. Nobody wants to talk about it. Well, you know, because they want to hear the truth. Yeah. You gotta remember because no, they don't want to yeah. promote it. They it's, don't want to promote or do anything to help him. That's why. But but here's the thing though. You know, to be fair, it hasn't come out for public release until August though, right? So what mm-hmm. we can, what we can do as fans is, is when it comes out officially, that's when we're gonna have our podcast with the experts talking specifically about it in in regards to right. the official documentary. That's what we can do. You know, people, until it's free and people can see it for free, they're not going to talk about it. They're not. Paul, I'm saying it should be streamed somewhere like Netflix or something until people get a chance to see yeah, it. I, I thought it's free. It, yeah. Yeah, I thought it should have gone to HBO or something. It, and it will. And, 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 oh, it will. Yeah. It will. It will. Um, yeah. All right. Either HBO or Netflix will pick it up. Um, and I'm hoping it's Netflix. So those people watch that more than that's true. Um, yes. And something else, too. I think that the podcast is a, is a fantastic idea. And another reason, there are so many other topics that are gonna, we're going to be able to spin off from that. Um, also, with the fact, not just um, the fact that, yes, the molestation and the abuse and, and what happened there, but also look at the difference in between how one star who is of a different race being treated domestic abuse versus other races being treated with domestic abuse. How is this woman of the world right. or not even mentioned when there is all kinds of evidence that, you know, not only that, but the chick took pictures of herself and, you know, pictures of herself being punched in the face and I, we heard no more about that woman. I ain't seen her no more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm kind of like, wow, you know, that's just and that's why it's important for, for all of you to always be part of the conversation, you know. And that, and the reason we say, well, where are you from? We're not trying to get people, because we want to make sure we've got people from the East Coast, West Coast, North, South, people outside the United States, you know. Right. People who were, like, Pragan was from India, you know. We've got people from oh, wow. the islands who, who yeah. were trying to get in. So we want to get all all the people to come in and have a conversation because there's cultural things that dictate certain behaviors and there's things that we can do because we're we're growing up as fans we we have the ability to start publishing things we have the ability to get the word out ourselves yeah and like yeah you know, and like april said these are topics that touch a lot of people and yeah. you know one of the things that that 
I was trying to make sure we kind of touched at the beginning of the conversation was how did you get to see the BT Awards? Because I want to go back to BET and say, hey, having it just on cable, a lot of people don't have a cable channel. You're going to have to get something done with this app that you have, this mobile app's not working. Or don't oh, be afraid. Right. That's right. That streaming was horrible. Exactly. And then we I have... I couldn't even stream the game. Well, I could stream it, but it was spotty. Everybody was complaining about it. Yeah, Twitter. the quality was not uh, good. That just means y'all that their servers, they're not going to get y'all those servers. So they're going to Because everybody was trying to come on and watch the game. Right. So you didn't have to make a good enough server or a picture in place to hold the amount of users on there. So that alone, I think it's kind of like, what's going on? And that's it. I think probably what happened is, and this is because I'm a numbers person, I do a lot of analytics for our team movie. Um, what we think would happen is we were, we were publicizing the, the BT experience, the celebrity basketball game, and a lot of other people were too. But what happened is I think the international fans overwhelmed the server that was online. Too many people were trying to look at it and the, it couldn't handle, the buffering was starting to trip up. So that's stuff that we can come back to BET and say, hey, we're fans, we were promoting it, but you guys need to, you know, make your system a lot more robust, make sure your apps are actually working, make sure you go in there and have somebody talking on the screen so people don't think that the screen is sitting there dead. Remember how Tammy, the screen was dead and everybody's saying, is this, what do you see on the screen? Or what do you see on the screen? You know, so that's what we think we're going to try and do is make sure that they know about it. <laughs> So, uh, what do you guys think that Chris has cooking up? Because I've noticed that he's kind of like uh, quiet on social media now. I feel like he has something, like he's really focused on something. I don't really know what, but I feel like he's really focused. But he's been really quiet, so what do you guys think like, he's um, putting his attention to right now? Music. I I'm hoping it's an international tour and that he's actually going to be going over to the UK and places like that. But he might be doing movies and stuff too. Remember, um, 50 Cent was trying to get him on power. But Chris, there's no telling. What do you guys think? I don't know. I feel like um, music too. But I don't know. Uh, like Rebecca? Is that Rebecca? I just got back on. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but that Ice Cube has that new. League three game series that he just started yeah. with the professional bas basketball players who retired. And I'm, I'm yeah. thinking Chris is trying to get one, a team put together for like celebrities who can actually ball like him. I think he's been working I on that. I think that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic to watch. But he's yes, not, was. He's, you guys are right. He's cooking up something because he's too quiet in the background. And yeah. you know he can't. He's been really quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it would be interesting to see though. But I just know like he has something that he's planning or he's working on. Because it, this has happened like for a while now, he's been really quiet. So I'm like, hmm, I want to know what you're working on, what you got going on, like, you know? And it's got to be something big because of the fact that he's mm -hmm. so quiet about it, you know? Yeah. I think too, Chris is maturing and he's becoming wiser and he's starting to realize, uh, I think it, I think he's becoming more of an observer. 
um, watchers and and more reserved and more. Um, I just think that that's part of maturity, especially in the position that you be in. You know, um, and being being careful of how how you're reacting and how you're responding. I think that that is just a part of becoming a mature celebrity. Know, several times. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think the fact that yeah. he's such good friends with Diddy and Diddy has so much business knowledge and has yeah. his hands in so many successful things. If, if, if some of that can rub off on Chris at Christmas being 28, Chris is going to be making all kind of moves. Yeah. He's very business minded. Like I, I've noticed, I feel like he's very business minded. He doesn't like come out and straight be like, "Oh, I have this going on, this going on, this going on." But I can tell he's very business minded. Like he makes sure that he's financially straight. And you never hear about him struggling about you know anything financially. So I know that he's that would be really good if he is working with Diddy or like picking up a few things here and there from people. Well, I know he wants a basketball team. Remember he was saying he wanted to be part owner of a basketball team? So that's why I was thinking he's doing that three three league thing. But he, there's so many things he's talented in and so many things he's interested in. For us, we just got to wait and see what he actually starts letting us know about. You know? Yeah. yeah. But as you can tell, he's very, very, his is very sound. A lot of people, uh, you know, they come with their fake jewelry, and I say fake jewelry, but I mean, uh, you know, they, <laughs> they, they wear a lot of jewelry. They, you know, you can't, all of your wealth cannot be worn on you. It's like Jay Z was talking about, you know, you, you got you got a, a fake, you know, stack of money to your ear like a phone. That's no real money. I mean, it's a lot of money to us, but I mean, it's not yeah. real money. That needs it's not working for you while it's sitting in your in your house or sitting in your hand. You know, that you money has to just make the money work for you. Exactly. But um, and but he definitely has real wealth, and that's and the fact that he buys even things like home cash, and that's something he learned from his mother. I, I know that. But um, but he even buys homes cash. When when other people have lost homes multiple times, he went. He did the property ladder the prop the correct way. He bought that condo, and then he moved to uh, I think that was a rental. But then he moved to a, a, a more expensive house, and now he has his dream house, and it's paid for as opposed to and it's not, having and the a mortgage. House in VA too. Yeah, the two the houses in VA. Right. Oh yeah. But yeah. here's the thing, though. I forgot I mean, about those, yeah. The thing is, is that... But did he sell his other house? The other house he was living in before he moved to um, this new one? Yeah, so he had a house yeah, in Hollywood Hills. He sold that house, yeah. Now, the other one, the one he moved to uh, after the Hollywood Hills. That was a rental. That was a rental. That was a rental. Oh, that was a rental. Oh, okay. That was a rental while that house was being... The house that he's in right now is being finished. Oh, so what did I, I can all over it. <laughs> yeah, maybe art. Maybe he's indulging in more art too, because he's drawing a lot. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But yeah. it looks really good though. It looks really nice. I love his painting. I want him to get his shoe line together. That's what I want. Because remember, today is the sample sale that they had in Paris for Black Pyramid, 
and, and Black Pyramid is oh, yeah. doing crazy, but I want to see him get his shoes lined together because I know that's one of the things he was working on too. Oh, that would be so hard. Yeah, I know. You know he has so many ideas. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was even hooking up Kanye's shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then remember too, way back when Chris was the. Uh, he was part owner and uh, creative director for that thing, Vodka. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, they got bought oh, out like two years ago. They, that whole zinc thing, um, Vodka, got bought out. And now somebody told us, actually, I told Paul this last year that they heard Chris was getting into um, alcoholic beverage industry somehow. Remember that guy, Paul, that I was telling you about? He oh, said that he, they were yeah. working on something. He was a reporter for Los Angeles. So I don't know. I don't think he's going to get into the vodka market because that seems to be saturated with Diddy doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. But, you know, you can see that he's, you're talking about beverages, you know, and, and he's always looking at other opportunities. But Zing didn't really fit. And Zing is actually still a strong brand over um, in the UK and Europe. But he's always got his fingers in something. But I want to see, I want to know what you guys think about royalty. We didn't talk about the little clip that Joyce posted of royalty singing a little more. What did you guys think about that? Oh my God. That was was so cute. (laughs) It was so cute. (laughs) I want to know. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was just saying, like, I want to know how she's going to look back on that song because you can tell that you know that song is really like it's so genuine so i want to know how like her reaction would be to it when she's older and she can understand it a little bit more like i'm sure that she knows the song is about her because he says her name in the song right but i want to know what she looks like when she looks back on it like how she would feel so i think that's really nice and it's sweet and it was yeah, so cute to see her do like that interpretive dance kind of when she put her hands up over her I was head. Like, she must like, be taking interpretive dance while I saw that. I was like, <laughs> how would she know to do that? She must be taking dance lessons. so cute. I mean, and she was so, like the way she was dancing was so free and it wasn't forced or anything. She was just dancing to that song. It was just so, that was so cute. And it was just like, mm-hmm. it was beautiful actually because you could see like a, you know, a child just enjoying the music and all. It was great. Yeah, it was. And she was singing the words. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's yeah, really smart. Words. She's really smart for her age. Like, yeah, she yeah. speaks so well. When she, when you yeah. do hear her speak, she speaks so well. Like, you can tell they have her in a lot of activities. Just like Chrissy said, he was in a lot of activities, too, when he was younger. So, yeah, she's going to be one very creative kid when she gets older. And it's funny because oh, you see so. that raw, that raw talent, that raw ability mm-hmm. right there. And Rookie just turned three years old, and you exactly. see it. You yeah. see it, God given, you know, mm-hmm. deserve it. That's what he deserves, you know.
Yeah. It's gonna scream like crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, but but you know what though? Just from a number, yeah. But from a numbers perspective, he should do well. You know, and I kind of wish Chris would keep Grass and Greener on there because I think to me, Grass and Greener is the lyrics to the song. I I think that I like that type of lyrics that Chris does on that. Yeah. Grass and Greener is so underrated. I feel like it's such a. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you know sometimes like the fans we want certain songs to be promoted more than others but you know sometimes things don't work out that way but I do feel like Grass and Greener is like definitely underrated well I'm hoping remember you guys were talking about what's Chris working on what's Chris working on I'm hoping Chris Mm -hmm. is going to come up with his own radio channel don't you I think somebody else has their own little radio channel I want Chris to have his own radio channel Hmm? that would be nice yeah because if he if he did that, he could actually bring back like R&B or whatever it is he's trying to bring back because he'll be putting other artists on there to play too. So I'm hoping that Chris is going to have like a radio, his own radio channel, like on iTunes or whatever, so that people can listen to his channel of music and that's going to help with the spins as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we'll do our if part, right? Yeah, yeah, if he plans this out well, he will, this is going to be like really game changing for him. Like, I agree. If he really plans out these next couple of months for himself, it's going to catapult him into great things next year. Like I just, I know it. Like this is going to be like, it's going to set the standard, I feel like. I agree. And I think he just needs to let stuff die down and, and get a fresh new start as far as how to rule mm-hmm. it out and not be tied to anything. And I, I think that yep. that's that's great. We, I think every day that he doesn't say anything, you're like, yeah, this is what we like, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we all know, including us, when the whole when the whole story comes out that we know is not true, what's everybody doing? They're not looking at the story. They're looking at Chris's Instagram, and they're looking at Chris's Twitter, and they're looking at Chris's Instagram yeah. live. And, story, <laughs> yeah. and, and they're glued to it, just seeing something going to happen and something going to happen. Well, all eyes are still on him, you know? And, right. and, and it showed level of maturity that we hadn't seen, you know, since May, a level of maturity. So, yeah, and he should be proud of himself for that, because I know Definitely. it's not easy, you know, when your when your life is like broadcasted in front of the whole world to criticize and judge on the daily, and then you have to sit quiet and you're like, ooh, if I could just, you know, just tell yeah. this person, you know, it's not easy. You know, we can. We, we're not like famous or anything so you know if we wanted to say something to someone it's probably over the next day but for him if he says anything it's all over the place yeah. you know and it's like everybody has feelings everybody has emotions but I'm really proud of him for you know keeping his emotions intact and not you know going off on anyone or anything it shows a lot of growth on his part. Can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? What made each of you Okay, for me, and I was, how old was I? I was 47, because I'm, I'm in, I'm in my 50s. I, mm-hmm. I went to see, I went to see, because um, I don't have children or anything that would have told me anything about him, and I stopped watching uh, award shows back when they low-key uh, banned Michael, because I was a Michael Jackson fan since I was eight years old. But I went to see, um, I mean, yeah, I went to see uh, this Christmas, 
And I heard him sing. I was like, oh my God, that kid's got pipe. And that's when I became a fan. When I heard, and I went home and, you know, looked up his music and all that. And yeah, that's how I became a fan of some this person. Well, for me, you know, I was in high school when Chris came out, and he's the same age as my brother. So I, when Chris came out, I was, I just got my license. I got permission to drive my brothers back and forth to school with me. And that's all they listened to is Chris Brown, Chris Brown, Chris Brown when I was driving in the car. And, you know, I loved them. I loved the song. I loved the music. I loved the whole energy. And like they said, Chris had a different sound that nobody else had. So that reminds me of high school days, you know, when he first came out. And I've been a fan ever since. And I think I got to be even more of a fan when he went through the stuff that he went through with Rihanna because it was... Again, he's the same age as my brother, and my brother had, you know, relationships with his girlfriends that weren't always the best. And um, for me, it was always about the music and the talent. But then seeing him grow as a, as a man and as a father, you know, we're all growing together at the same time. You know, so he's he's a year and a half younger than me. So it's almost like it's a, to me, he's like a brother or cousin. You know, they're like a family member to me, so that's how I feel. But it, it reminds me of high school days, like especially running. I remember, t- you know, rolling down the car, looking at guys with my brothers in the car, <laughs> trying trying to get out of the parking lot at school. You know, so it reminds me of my high school days. What about you guys? How did you guys? Okay. Well, for myself, I'll go ahead. You go first. Um, for me, uh, I actually started becoming a fan, like, probably, like, late 2011, 2012. So I kind of came, like, a little bit later, because I was really young when he, like, first came out. He always was um, a part, like, musically, always a part of, like, what I listened to. But I never really, like, got into his, I guess, personal life until, like, maybe, like, 2011, 2012 to see, like, you know, okay, what is he about? You know, let me learn a little bit more about him. Uh, yeah, so that was really like when I started looking into okay. you know, his music more and stuff like that. Okay, for myself, and it may be like kind of a fan. Well, I'm always, I always was a fan, but um, I was I wasn't a fan like on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. It was more so if I hear a song. I knew what he was, I've seen him mm-hmm. about the Rihanna thing, but I wasn't like involved, like tweeting or anything like that. And Fine China came out and I loved that song. That it drew me a little more to him. And then once I started, you know, listening to his music, I like his music, I always have. And when I started seeing really the media and how they treat him and stuff like that, it really because I'm like this is so unfair and the music and his talent and I'm, I just can't it was just I just can't believe that someone so talented and how they treated him in the media and how they spoke about him and what they said it was just like you know that leads me more into being a fan and a supporter so let me ask you, you all a question how many times have you seen Chris perform live and what yeah. you know? What was what was your your experience about that? Uh, I well, seen Chris perform live. Yeah, I seen and him. It was great. 
It was great. It was like great. Me and my girlfriends went, and um, it, was, was it? it was really good. It was a, a really good show, and Chris was a phenomenal He had a lot of energy, and the whole show put together. And he knows a lot of people. A lot of um, guest appearances come out. I mean, I was really worn out, honestly. Because <laughs> 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 I live in New York, so when they came here this last time and I went to see him, oh boy. And then out there next time over there in New Jersey, oh boy, I was worn out and tired. <laughs> <laughs> I so, so you saw, you saw him on the party tour then? You saw the party tour, right? Yeah, I'm cooking up a party tour and then um, the whole 97 summer jam. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, once you go to Chris Brown's, you'll go to Chris Brown. <laughs> I just, I, if you can, if you can, if you can afford to. Okay, who, who else but is this? Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen him live too. Uh, it wasn't like his official concert, but like, it was one of the, um, it was like a, it was a, it's called Big, yeah, like a festival. And I saw him, I wish I could, I wish I could go to like a real like Chris Brown headlining concert because I feel like I could get the real experience. But from what I did go and see, it was amazing. So I, I, I was really happy about it. Yeah, I've seen him in both festivals and the, the uh, uh, his, his official concerts. Uh, the first time I saw it was uh, in Australia. It's really funny. I saw uh, it was Rihanna's tour. Remember her Good Girl Gone Bad? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Was that Good Girl Gone Bad? And um, oh, wow. I'm not a, 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 a yeah, I'm not a Rihanna fan because I, I don't like pop music. It's just I just don't like pop music. <laughs> but I wanted to see him, and and it was really cheap. It's like really cheap to go. And I live in, in in the states, but it was like a really cheap ticket to go. And I'm like, I'm going. So I went and. Um, it, it, he was really amazing. It was just, it was, they did a co-headline kind of thing, but it was an interesting moment in time. It was really, it was just before everything turned upside down. So it was, it, so it was like a little, yeah, it was like a little ca encapsulated moment in time. And I didn't have the kind of phone that could record it. I mean, I, I guess I did. I don't know. I didn't get any, I didn't get any real footage, but, um, Oh, I had a blackberry. That's what I had. And then, while when I came back, I saw I saw him. Of course, it was after everything happened. Then I saw him at the Fat Tour, and I saw a couple of shows at the Fat Tour. The Fat Tour really taught me that he's a true performer. I I grew up on a, I grew up in the '70s. Lots and lots of great concerts in that era. It's kind of known as like the great era of concerts. And you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Jackson Five, all of them. And and um, I, but I compare him to to James Brown. I think I think we had this conversation before, because I saw when I saw him on the Fat Tour. I saw him in two different shows. He does different things, even though there's a rehearsed part. But he does different things based on the reaction of the audience. He really feeds uh -huh. off the audience. And the audience in Philly, because I didn't see him in DC, because I was sick for that one. Um, the audience in Philly was so hyped. And I, uh, evidently, they were always hyped like that. But Philly crowd was so hyped <laughs> that he did. He went longer. He did different songs. He was really into it because of the crowd. And same with New York. So in, in New York, of course, they had uh, they had Jewels and a couple other things. So it, it was just it was just a whole 
it's a different dynamic based on the audience and that's a true performer when they feed on the audience reaction that that's my mark of a, a great a great performer yeah he's he's up there he's definitely up there with the great and I would compare him to James Brown like that. And I've been to a lot of Chris con concerts, you know, a lot of them. But mm -hmm. I think the thing that the, I will always treasure the party tour because it was everything me as a fan wanted Chris to do. Oh, I want, I want this kind of setup. I want Chris to have, you know, a live band. Oh, I want Chris to sing live. Oh, I want the dancers and the clothing and all that it was everything me as a fan wanted because the production on the party tour was just it was a Beyonce level you know over the top top of the line yeah. everything you wanted but I think the thing that stuck out the most was this is the because I've seen him in tour before but this is the first time I saw Chris smiling and so happy performing it was like it was almost like he had peace with himself while he was on the stage performing and it was like oh, a genuine cool. smile and genuine yeah. happiness and i i hadn't seen that you know except maybe not for a long time maybe i don't think i had seen that in, with him on tour before because when he was on tour for um between the sheets tour he was going back and forth with trey songs and that was distracting you know yeah. mm -hmm. and when he did one hell of a night it was you could see it was more um the, there were so many opening acts for chris at one hell of a night that by by the time chris came on i was like just get on chris i'm tired of all these opening acts i just want to see you perform right. so me as a as being in the audience was tired you know but this party yeah. tour, all the all the opening acts were integrated a better way but he him being in the round being in the center and being able to reach everyone around him I think he as a performer felt that he was reaching out to the audience and I just saw him smiling so genuinely and being so happy with the, you know him dancing because some dancers when, when they love to dance you, you just see the happiness in them just dancing and I got that feeling from him in the party tour so it's good to see that that joy come back to his performance yeah I think that the the between the sheets like that was a a rough time for him he had a lot going on you know with the you know he was still on was he still on probation i think was yes yeah i think so yeah yes. and i think he was just trying to get off yeah yeah you know yes. he had a lot of problems with that for us i think that's great that you said that you know he looked like he was genuinely happy and enjoying himself because yeah that was a, a tough point i i remember that yeah yeah but I'm so happy that he's going to be performing next Saturday at Dreads. It's good to see him come back to Dreads and be it's part good of the... It's good for them to have him back. Oh, yeah. For, <laughs> and, and for both. But, you know, one of the things that we noticed is that the the number increased after Chris performed on the BET Awards. His sales went back through the roof again on iTunes for privacy and for a party. Yeah. And what, what we've noticed is that when Chris performs in Las Vegas, his, his sales for his singles go back up through the roof again. So he hadn't been at Vegas, at Dreads since, what, the, somewhere around the beginning of the year, like February or something like right. that. So with him being there next Saturday, you know, we're gonna, we should see the, the sales for his singles go back through the roof again, because that's right. what he needs is for people to see him perform again live. You know, a lot of people saw BT. I think it was like, like privacy right. went up like eight, eighty percent, and uh, wow. party went up three hundred percent 
in sales just from the BT Awards. So. Yeah, that's why they go there to perform. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Millions of people watching. Yeah. We want to thank you guys for for participating. You know, it means yeah. so much to us because you know we know how we feel, but we always want to hear how you guys feel. And and you know, if any suggestions or you have any topics you think would be a great topic for us to to talk about, please let us know. We'd be more than happy to bring it up. But we're trying to do a podcast yeah. every week. And we're going to have one next week, too, because we want to let the fans have a chance to say things. Um, we also want to make sure we keep, um, you know, we might go back to the documentary next week. I'm not sure what the topic's going to be, but we don't want to lose sight of the documentary and all the things that we learned about Chris and, you know, a lot of things about Chris that people still don't know, like the general public doesn't know about Chris. So we, we want to keep letting people know who he is and, and what he's about. And, um, you know, having people participate definitely helps get that discussion going. Thanks for joining us on this episode, and we hope you'll join us again at The Vanguard.